0: Chapter Three of A Red Wallflower by Susan Warner. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Red Wallflower by Susan Warner. Chapter Three The Box of Coins. The reading went on for a good hour. Then the Colonel rose from his sofa and went out, and young Dallas turned to Esther. During this hour Esther had been sitting still in her corner by her boxes, not doing anything, and her face, which had brightened at William's first coming in, had fallen back very nearly to its former, heavy expression. Now it lighted up again as the visitor left his seat and came over to her. He had not been so taken up with his reading, but he had noticed her from time to time, observed the drooping brow and the dull eye— and the sad lines of the lips, and the still, spiritless attitude. He was touched with pity for the child, whom he had once been accustomed to see very different from this. He came and threw himself down on the floor by her side. "'Well, Queen Esther,' said he, "'what have you got there?' "'Coins.' "'Coins! What are you doing with them?' "'Nothing.' "'So it seems. What do you want to do?' "'I wanted to amuse myself.' And don't succeed naturally what made you think you would numismatology isn't what one would call a lively study what were you going to do with these old things eh nothing said esther hopelessly i used to hear papa talk about them and i liked to hear him why don't you get him to talk to you about them again oh he was not talking to me to whom then esther hesitated The young man saw a veil of moisture suddenly dim the grave eyes and the lips that answered him were a little unsteady it was mama she breathed rather than spoke and you liked to hear he went on purposely oh yes but now i can't understand anything by myself you can understand by yourself as much as most people i know let us see what you have got here may i look he lifted a small piece of metal out of its nest "'in a shallow tray which was made by transverse slips of wood "'to be full of such nests, or little square compartments. "'The trays were beautifully arranged, "'one fitting close upon another "'till they filled the box to its utmost capacity. "'What have we here? "'This piece has seen service. "'Here is a tree, Queen Esther, "'a flourishing, spreading tree, "'and below it the letters R. E. P. F., "'if I read it right, and then the word Reich.' what is that now? R. E. P. F. Reich. And here is a motto above. I am sorry to say, so far worn that my reading it is a matter of question. Er, that is plain, then a worn word, then das Land. Do you understand German? No, I don't know anything. Too sweeping Queen Esther, but I wish I could read that word. Let us try the other side. Ha! Here we have it. Lude, xvi two letters i can't make out then fr and nav rex louis the sixteenth king of france and navarre i know him i believe said esther he was beheaded wasn't he in the great french revolution just that he was not a wise man you know if he had been a wise man could he have kept his life well i don't know queen esther whether any wisdom would have been wise enough for that You see, the people of France were mad, and when a people get mad they don't listen to reason, naturally. Here's another now. What's this? Zeelandia, 1792. Not so very old. On the other side, here's a shield. Peculiar, too, with a motto plain enough, Luctor et Emergo," A good motto, that. What does it mean? It means something like, struggle and come out, or come through. Literally emerge. "'Our English word comes from it. Colonel Gainsborough does not teach you Latin, then?' "'No,' said Esther, sighing. "'He doesn't teach me much, lately of anything.' "'Dallas cast a quick look at the girl, and saw again the expression of quiet hopelessness "'that had moved him. He went on turning over the coins. "'Do you want to learn Latin?' "'Yes.' "'Why?' "'Why do you want to learn it, Pitt?' "'Well, you see, it is different. I must, you know.' "'But queens are not expected to know the dead languages, not Queen Esther, at any rate. "'Do you learn them because it is expected of you?' "'The young man laughed a little. "'Well, there are other reasons. "'Now here's a device. two lions rampant, shield surmounted by a crown. "'Motto, sp nos in deo. "'Let us hope in God.' "'Whose motto was that?' "'Just what I can't make out. "'I don't know the shield, which I ought to know.' AND THE REVERSE OF THE COIN HAS ONLY SOME UNINTELLIGIBLE LETTERS. D. GERRIER, 1752. LET US TRY ANOTHER, QUEEN ESTHER. HA! HERE'S A COIN OF WILLIAM AND MARY. BOTH ARE BLESSED HEADS AND NAMES, AND ON THE REVERSE A FIGURE THREE, AND THE INSCRIPTION CLAIMING THAT OVER GREAT BRITAIN, FRANCE, AND IRELAND THEY WERE REX AND REGINA. WHY, THIS BOX OF COINS IS A CAPITAL PLACE TO STUDY HISTORY. "'I don't know history,' Esther said. "'But you are going to know it. "'Am I? "'How can I? "'Read?' "'I don't know what to read. "'I have just read a little history of England, that's all. "'Mother gave me that. "'But when I read there are so many things I don't know and want to ask about. "'Ask the Colonel.' "'Oh, he doesn't care to be troubled,' the little girl said sadly. "'Ask me.' "'You?' but you are not here to ask. True. Well, we must see. Ah, here's a pretty thing. See, Esther, here's an elegant crown, really beautiful, with a fleur-de-lis of France, and the name of the luckless Louis the Sixteenth, Roy de France and Navarre, but no date. On the other side, Isles de France and de Bourbon. These coins seem to belong to European history." "'There is another box with Greek and Roman coins, and the names of Roman emperors, but I know them even less still than I do these,' said Esther. "'Your want of knowledge seems to weigh upon your mind, Queen Esther.' "'I can't help it,' said the little girl resignedly. "'Are you sure of that? I am not. Well, I wish I knew who this is.' He had taken up a very small coin, much less than a three-cent piece, and with the help of a magnifying glass was studying it eagerly. "'Why,' said Esther, "'it is such a beautiful head, wonderfully beautiful, and old, crowned and with a small peaked beard, but the name is so worn off. On the other side, Justitia. Queen Esther, this box is a first-rate place to study history. Is it? It is. What do you say? Suppose you let me come here and study history with you over these old coins, and then you come over to my house and learn Latin with me, hey?' He glanced up, and Esther looked at him with a wondering, grave, inquiring face. He nodded in answer, and smiled, a little quizzically. "'What do you mean, Pitt?' "'There was a wise man once, who said, "'The use of language is to conceal one's thoughts. "'I hope you are not laboring under the impression that such is my practice and belief.' "'But would you teach me?' said the girl gravely. "'If your majesty approves—' "'I think it would be very troublesome to you.' I, on the contrary, think it would not. "'But it would after a little while,' said Esther. "'When I want to stop, I'll let you know.' "'Will you? Would you?' "'Both would and will.' The girl's face grew intense with life, yet without losing its gravity. "'When, Pitt, when would you teach me, I mean?' "'I should say every day, wouldn't you?' "'And you'll come here to study the coins, and teach you what I learn?' "'Oh, and you'll give me Latin lessons—lessons to study?' "'Certainly. "'And we will study history over the coins? "'Don't you think it will be a good way? "'Here's a coin of Maria Theresa now. "'1745, Hungary and Bowman. "'That is Bohemia. "'This old piece of copper went through the Seven Years' War. "'What war was that? "'Oh, we'll read about it, Queen Esther. "'Ad Usum, Belge, Austria. "'These coins are delightful.' see here don't you want to go for a walk oh yes i've had one walk to-day already and it just makes me want another did you see my flowers she jumped up and brought them to him here's the liver-leaf and anemone and bloodroot, and we couldn't find the columbine but it must be out christopher calls them all sorts of hard names that i can't remember anemone is enemy at any rate "'These two, Esther, this and the Hepatica, belong to one great family, the family of the Crowfoots, Ranunculaceae.' "'Oh, but that is harder and harder.' "'No, it isn't. It is easier and easier. See, these belong to one family, so you learn to know them as relations, and then you can remember them.' "'How do you know they are of the same family?' "'Well, they have the family features. They all have an acrid sap or juice.' exogenous plants, with many stamens. These are the stamens, do you know? They have calyx and corolla, both. And the corolla has separate petals, see? And the Ranunculaceae have the petals and sepals deciduous, and the leaves generally cut, as you see these are. They are what you may call a bitter family. It runs in the blood, that is to say, in the juice of them. And a good many of the members of the family are downright wicked, that is poisonous. Pitt, you talk very queerly. "'Not a bit more queer than the things are I am talking of. "'Now this sanguinaria belongs to the papaveraceae, the poppy family. "'Does it? "'But it does not look like them, like poppies. "'This colored juice that you see when you break the stem "'is one of the family marks of this family. "'I won't trouble you with the others, "'but you must learn to know them, Queen Esther. "'King Solomon knew every plant from the royal cedar to the hyssop on the wall, "'and I am sure a queen ought to know as much.' now the blood of the papyrvaceae has attained also, it is apt to have a narcotic quality. What is narcotic? Putting to sleep. That's a good quality. Hm. said Dallas, that's as you take it. It isn't healthy to go so fast asleep that you can never wake up again. Can people do that? asked Esther in astonishment. Yes. Did you never hear of people killing themselves with laudanum or opium? I wonder why the poppy family was made so. Why not? So mischievous. That's when people take too much of them. They are very good for medicine sometimes, Queen Esther. The girl's appearance by this time had totally changed. All the dull, weary, depressed air and expression were gone. She was alert and erect, the beautiful eyes filled with life and eagerness, a dawning of color in the cheeks, The brow busy with stirring thoughts. Esther's face was a grave face still, for a child of her years, but now it was a noble gravity, showing intelligence and power and purpose, indicating capacity and also an eager sympathy with whatever is great and worthy to take and hold the attention. Whether it were history that Dallas touched upon, or natural science, the divisions of nations or the harmonies of plants, Esther was ready with her thoughtful, intent eyes, taking in all he could give her, and not merely as a snatch-bite of curiosity, but as the satisfaction of a good, healthy mental appetite for mental food. Until to-day the young man had never concerned himself much about Esther. Good nature had moved him to-day, when he saw the dullness that had come over the child, and recognized her forlorn solitude.' and now he began to be interested in the development of a nature he had never known before. Young Dallas was a student of everything natural that came in his way, but this was the first bit of human nature that had consciously interested him. He thought it quite worth investigating a little more. End of chapter 3 Recording by Hannah Mary